Greetings, patrons of Pestilence, to our card catalog of the Catacombs, the Stacks of Spookies, the ILS of Ills, the Metadata of Misery, the D-Space of Despair. Welcome to Horror Punk. <laughs> There's a lot we're going to say about Pay the Ghost, but I wanted to focus on what the title suggests. That we must make payment to our ghosts for means and ends that are, even in the context of this movie, ill-defined. The ghosts of Gothic fiction are emissaries from the past. They rise up through our collective tragedies and remind us of the wounds we have yet to heal. In this sense, they are owed a debt. This is, of course, because the debt owed to the dead is a debt owed to ourselves and the people we falsely identify as the living. To live, to breathe, and to love is to die. The boundary is only challenged in the most ghoulish capitalist fantasies, Martian colonies and eternalized billionaire god kings. But it is also challenged in the near poetic exaltations of Soviet cosmism. That the dead are not lost to the project of liberation, and by its very definition, we must reach backwards through history, time, and the grave. We would be wise to do as Mike Lawford does and recognize that the boundaries between the so-called living and dead are ephemeral and crossed in an instant. Lawford connects personal, geographic, and political histories into his quest for personal healing. In this moment, he realizes the basics of a total liberation for the no longer living and the not yet dead. This quest sends him back through the history of colonial forces and forces him to abandon the profane halls of academia. He realizes that there is a wisdom in abandoned gutters and parts the veil of class antagonism. The history of his community is not just in a library's moldering collection of documents, but in the memories of people our society forces to the margins. Dear listeners, we are the Lawfords, the lost children haunted by forgotten ghosts the researchers in pursuit of something they cannot fully see, and the mourner attempting to move on. We all have a debt to the dead, perhaps better understood as a debt to the dead alive, and we must pay the ghost. Yeah, bravo. Really, I, my kind of theory here is that like this doesn't actually take place in like n n Nick Cage films don't actually take place in the world, so to speak. What they they take place in this kind of weird interstitial dimensional void, and and like extraneous cultural objects will occasionally fall in or like through this void, and they will be like. The, so it's like Nick Cage is a, a bull rider who has to track down a cult of car mechanics and this <laughs> this one what happened was a collected edition of of goethe's faust and a tweed jacket fell fell into the void <laughs> and from that uh, like clearly some sort of ai algorithm generated a screenplay that's my only theory on how this film kind of works because <laughs> this performance is fine at it like, yeah. he's great i love that fucking sweater vest look he has when he's doing his i hope i get tenure as if getting tenure is going to be a surprise when you're that far along in the process right. um, 
I am so here for Dark Academia, Nick Cage. Right? That is a, that is I a look. Screamed yeah. when it got when he like got up and it was like this like red sweater vest with this really yeah. bad blue shirt. I was screaming. It was the best it's thing I'd ever so seen in my good. life. We hope you've enjoyed the dread discourse. Until next week, stay spooky. You, you, no one else would be like, like, oh, the Razor Scooter. Now I have reawokened this desire to find my child. And this movie connects those things together. And I really like that about about the end. I was just gonna say, Charlie, if you're there, do a kick whip. <laughs> <laughs>